When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! Welcome to Play With Pain, hosted by Jeff Cesario, his guest today. If he were in a presidential cabinet, he'd be the secretary of Stop Complaining. The amazing Adam Carolla. Adam, joining Jeff in just a sec. But first, time for the Chet Waterhouse update, sponsored by Dick Tucker's Women's Clothes for Men. Super Bowl, Los Angeles versus Cincinnati. Even Machine Gun Kelly said, that's kind of hot. Bengals, they made Patrick Mahomes look like an uber driver with bad google maps reception man that joe burrow kid cooler than the egg room at costco rams like a funeral director who's seen your chest x-rays they just keep coming at you matthew stafford played like detroit still had an option on his contract losing quarterback jimmy garoppolo said i'm crushed our season's over as he drove two surfboards and three porn stars down to hermosa beach and good news for 44-year-old men everywhere. Tom Brady finally retired. Dude was setting the bar a little too high. That update sponsored by the Dollar Confederate Statue Store. College hoops! Kentucky pounded on Kansas like a giant Theragun. College football, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh may bolt to the Minnesota Vikings because, quote, Ann Arbor's not Lutheran enough. That item sponsored by Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel. Winter Olympics, another red flag, Adam. The Chinese announced the host sport they've added is dissident diving, which involves a 10-meter platform and a frozen lake. NBA, LeBron James out with a knee injury, so Staples Center cutting back to only three valets. Come on, the Lakers are so old, their team flights still feature stewardesses and a piano bar. And finally, this week in sports history, the date 1924, the place Chamonix, France. The first ever Winter Olympics take place. This is the kind of gutsy, determination-driven innovation that can only happen when you're drunk and bored and French. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Stripper Pole, the fishing rod that'll make them dance right into the boat. Now your host, Jeff Cesario. Thank you, Chet. Thank you very much. That was pretty fired up. Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, my guest, uh, gigantic podcast host, TV radio guy, perhaps the only stand-up comic I've ever seen who can use a circular saw without killing himself or others, Adam Carolla. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jeff. You look fantastic. Now, do you watch the HGTV shows and think to yourself, that's a load of crap, or are some of them pretty good from a construction standpoint? Uh, I mainly complain about commercials where they're doing the the – 
motif is the woman is doing a home improvement project and she's framed out a door opening, but there's no header, but there's a two by four and then another two by four that's four inches under it. It's there's, all wrong. It's all wrong. But the, the, the thing that's bizarre, especially with the Internet, is you can just use your phone and figure out how to frame out a door opening. It's just a header, king studs, trimmers. It's, it's all there. It's just boom. It's, it, and it's easy to do is what they're doing. They're just right. doing some weird, you know, it's, it's, it's right up there in 2022. I was just watching a show the other day on Netflix. And they're like, they showed the number. Give me a call. Five, five, five. Like, we can get around this. We don't <laughs> we have, have to do it. We have the technology. Sure. Just, it's a fake facade wall. It's non-load bearing. Fine. Just frame it up like it would be framed if a guy who framed framed yeah. it. I love all the terminology. I have been sort of a, a, a woodcrafting adjacent for too long now. I really should dive in. I would love to. Like, be the oldest uh, apprentice ever in the history of wood shops. Well, it, it it does bring a certain sanity to the the people I know who work in that that world. Well, it has to connect you to something from the earth. It's wood. <laughs> it, I think it's a little less cosmic, but maybe a little more practical, which is the thing about building, engineering, construction – um, sometimes fabrication. There are no he said or she said or right or left or anything. Uh, There's just one way to do it. There's a right. best way to do it. And and the people that engage in that, I just did it earlier today with uh, Sean at the other shop. It's a constant dialogue of here's what I want to do. Here's how I think we should do it. Now you convince me you have a better way to do it right. because I want to do it the better way because I'm paying for it and I'm using it. And so it's a constant best idea wins. Yeah. There's no, there's very, uh, there's no four person judging panel and there's no, well, I know in my heart, this is how I do cove molding. It's just talk to somebody and then you guys. And, and by the way, like many, We've had, I, I was literally on a roof today discussing a deck, and you know I was saying, well, maybe we run treated pressure treated, you know, stringers, uh -huh. and he's like, well, maybe we run some C channel, some galvanized C sure. channel, and I was like, <laughs> okay, but we're both able. Nobody yeah. was that married to their idea because really, what you want is you want people to beat your idea. It's it's a yeah. little like if you're pure of heart. It's like being in a writer's room and going, I have a joke. It's a seven. Can we get a nine? Can we get it to a nine? But I'm not married to my joke. I right. want the nine. Yeah. But uh, uh, construction has much better terminology. King yes. studs and cove molding, just to name two. It's, uh, it's the love, best wording in the world. I love when it goes regional, like oh king my goodness. studs are king studs, but trimmers are trimmers here, but jack studs our trimmers on the East Coast. Wow. Jack Studs. That Jack was Stud my porn name. Goes next to the to <laughs> Jack the, Stud. To the King Stud. <laughs> Actually, Cove Molding was my was my porn yeah. name. Let's talk comedy, because I have admired from a distance your ability, your approach to a premise. You're like a hawk circling like a like a prairie dog or something. And then 
and then sometimes, bam, you're on it right away. And other times, the prairie dogs get a little coy. <laughs> so you got to take another couple laps. You circle a premise until until something locks in and you dive. What is it that locks in? I don't. I don't think that much about the process. But if I hear a story, I'll give you a perfect example. It was. I don't know. It was about a month ago, and Kamala Harris gave a she gave sort of a news. Uh, she gave a photo op slash couple of words at electric charging car station, car charging station, and she was saying, "God, you know, no fumes and no sound, and how do we even know it's filling up?" And she took a couple of rips from the press of like, you don't know, you know, how a electric car, and it was all sort of based on her sound bites and what she was saying. And I thought, well, that's that's valid. It's interesting to some degree. But to me, if if someone else has noticed it and said something about it, then my work is done in terms of that premise. I don't right. want to just echo. You know, you see certain certain things happen, certain photo ops or jokes or celebrities, and everyone just immediately turns down the sort of most obvious row, right. road. I was noticing from watching it that she wouldn't remove her hand from the charging cord, which was plugged in the card car as if it was your dad filling up the Oldsmobile and he had asthma pump. It could spill. That was a much more interesting (laughs) premise, this notion. And then you start going, all right, well, no one else has really touched on that part of it where she won't let go of the cord. And then the other part, then you start going... Now you get into comedy. Like, boy, I hope she never gets a Tesla. She's going to spend all night in the garage holding the cord. And then you get into this. Is that her relationship with all things electronic? Like, you think she comes in at night, turns the lights on, and then stands with her finger under the switch. And then her husband's like, would you like to come in and have dinner? And she'd be like, not in the dark, I wouldn't. I'm just going to hold the switch. But the whole idea is pick an angle that's a little that's off new. the beaten path. Yeah, that's that's, that's the job. And when you're improvising, when you're getting suggestions tossed at you, you do a thing on the road uh, where people write words on ping pong balls, oh, and you pull theoretically them out. just one word, right? Like came. it's a uh, you know, like it, like it's like it's bingo in at a, in a church basement, except it's words, and then you fire on that. But it's word after word. How many words do you take in a night when you're doing that segment? You know, if I do a little too much stand-up at the top, I might take four or five. If I do a little less, I might take six or seven. If one gets an eight-minute jag, I'll take a few less. There's right. nothing There's nothing really set in stone. It's just we'll, we'll know it when it's right. Do you write from that? Do you take – I would – take those ideas and if they're good enough – Mold them and put them in the act. I I should, but I don't. <laughs> I just go up there and try to kind of figure one that we played recently when I was in Portland was, for instance, somebody said kangaroo. And I I didn't really very initially have a lot of thoughts on, on kangaroos, or if I did – 
I was trying to figure out something that didn't involve boxing or hopping or <laughs> sure. something that was right. kind of, sort of sort of or tying me kangaroo down, Jack, or any of that. I was like, I was trying to figure out something. And so I sort of stumbled onto this marsupial thing and living in the pouch. And then I kind of once I got into the kid living into the pouch, <laughs> I just started to extrapolate it. Like, what if you had the lazy stoner kangaroo kid who's like, come on, you're 19. I'm taking some courses at Juco off my back. He's still in the he's still in the, still pouch. In the pouch. And then it, there was that time when stepdad crawled into the pouch after oh, mom fell yeah. asleep. And now the kid's never going to be right. And it just and in Italy, a lot of the kids will move back to the pouch oh, sure. when they're, when they're, they're older. Or 40, right. Yeah. So it just it turned into <laughs> that. So right. that's the whole point. It's find, you know, you start with kangaroo, but then try to find some angle within it. Yeah. And, and uh, you got to start taking those. You're leaving a king stud naked there if you don't take him and move him into the act. I, I, I because yeah, I think then right. in the act, you're going to be able to do even more with it because the act yeah. has its own little sheen on it. And then you get in there and you're going to, you're going to be able to finesse your way to something even different. Yes. Yes. I, I agree, even though if I, I don't follow it in, in practice. When did you say, cause you had a, you were, Doing construction for a, I would say a fair number of uh, years. Uh, what clicked in when you said, "I, I think I'm good at this talking thing. I seem to be good. People like it when I talk. I seem to be able to talk." What or was that the trigger? What triggered you to say, "There's more out there than, than than putting up mini malls in in the valley." The, there was no consensus that people liked it when I talked. <laughs> that. <laughs> That was not agreed upon by okay. family members. I jumped the gun there. Friends, faculty <laughs> at North Hollywood High, the you know construction foremen, day laborers. It was there was no consensus on people liking it when I talked. I sort of had to. I I guess I've always been able to be objective about things I do, things I don't do, things I can do, things I can't do. And so like, even though there was never a chorus of friends or family saying, Hey man, you got to get up on stage or there was no discussion of that. It was kind of interesting conceptually, which is, um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about this as like kind of a premise, which is, uh, literally yesterday, I was class clown. And in, when you're, and it's an accepted title, when you're class clown, you get a picture in the yearbook and you're celebrated as class clown. But in the run up to earning the title of class clown, you're told to shut up and sit down over and over and over you're again. You're heckled mercilessly so by it, everyone in school. Yeah, you know, we'd have like most athletic and all the way up, you were the captain of the football team, but sure. nobody screamed at you for picking up a football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. This is essentially most athletic it's, where they catch you in the weight room and scream at you and give you yeah. a cigarette until you go out in the parking lot. It's like and illegal until you get the title. Yeah, <laughs> then you're rewarded and celebrated at the end for the this, for this life of being shouted down by teachers and sent to literally go. I, I was told, like, just go stand out in the hall. Just go stand out in the hall. Stand there and think Run about your talking. mouth out there. Right. And then at the end, they give you an award. It's a, it's a weird premise. Yeah. Right. And again, 
It doesn't work that way with, you know, best, you know, best student or best, most athletic. That's all celebrated. Right. Absolutely. It's all the categories are celebrated incrementally all the way through the journey, except for. You have you have a pit crew in every other category except a class clown. Nobody. Nobody with a jack to help you. Nobody. And I so I never had anyone tell me anything, but I still was fair enough about myself where I was like, well, I do think I'm funnier than, than a lot of these people. And a lot of it for me came from listening to a lot of morning radio because my schedule construction wise, and obviously pre smartphones and books on cassette and things like that was, you know, you had the radio in the truck drive on the way to the job site, and then you had the radio on the job site. So right. morning radio is sort of the talk, comedy, FM. That's sure. that's This that's, is prior to the radio construction site, Spanish music. Just prior to that, okay. yes. We were still <laughs> listening to Ario Speedwagon and other very American, iconic American groups. Okay. So... The the schedule would be get into your truck at like six thirty because construction is seven to three thirty, and then you know I'd have to drive. That's the whole point when you work construction. You could be working in Silver Lake, you'd be working in Malibu, you could be working in Chatsworth, like on any given week, you know, right. Simi Valley. So you get in your truck and you're going from North Hollywood to Chatsworth, and I'd be tuned into the morning radio. And they would say like, oh, you know, we got this porn star on or we got this actor or this wrestler. This, you know. And I would sort of fantasize about what my questions would be or what my sharp answers would be or, or witty retorts would be. And I was kind of like, <clears throat> then I'd get to the shop in Chatsworth, I'd put, it, put the radio on and I'd listen all the way through the 10 o'clock hour. And, you know, I was there till 3.30. And I started thinking, like, I think I could do this. Uh-huh. I, I think I could do it. But I also thought, <clears throat> who, who's going to let you do it? Nobody's going to let you do it. No, you don't know anybody. You've never even heard of. I, I don't know where the radio station is. <laughs> I don't know how this works. And then also, if you ever did talk to anybody who knew a little about radio, they'd go, well, L.A. is like the second biggest market in the country. Now, you could start off on, you know, right. Muncie, Indiana, sure. 80, number 86, and you could work your way yeah. up to, you know, but I was like, I don't want to move. I just want to start here, you know, yeah, and they're like, right. well, you can't start here. You got to you got to get down. That's a great defensive <clears throat> maneuver in a number of uh, uh, occupations, the R- stiff arm. Right. It, and it's really just them protecting their turf in a lot of ways. Yeah, or just what used to be, you know, now everyone is empowering everybody. <laughs> Back then, everyone was dissuading every, you know, it's never going to happen. How's mm. that going to work, you know? So yeah, we, we came up in a little different time. <laughs> I, I just kind of went like, I, I, I figured out early that construction and carpentry and stuff, it, it was like, it'll do, but it's not going to be a life. It, right. it seems like a tough life. How'd you, so how'd you crack it here? Because you cracked uh, it here. Yeah, I, 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 I completely humbled myself, and I also didn't 
set any unrealistic expectations for myself. So the when I was about 21, probably about 21 or so, I was just in my apartment in North Hollywood with a couple of roommates and, you know, driving old pickup truck and no insurance and, you know, I was making nine, 10 bucks an hour or something. And I was just like, mm, all right, this is no good. But I thought, but I can do it, and and maybe if I work my way up the food chain, I can I can get to fifteen bucks an hour and get a newer truck or something. You know, <laughs> right. it was like hey, this will do. I thought is sort of a placeholder, and then I thought, how old are you? Twenty one. I said, okay, you you don't really need to be successful at twenty six or twenty four. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you give yourself until thirty? 30 seems like a good number. You don't have to have a family. You don't have right. a lot of responsibility. You can try to mitigate some of the stuff like, you know, don't get married. Don't get someone pregnant. You know right. what I mean? See if you can see, play, see if you can be sort of not tethered down right. for the next eight or nine years, you know? And then I thought, all right, so, you know, what do we do? And I thought, well, you're funny. That that's good. You have that base, but you don't have any training, stage time, anything. So just go. Somebody told me to take a groundlings class, and I just went and took a groundlings class. And I was like, the mantra is, you have ability, but you know nothing, and you have no experience. So good. You have eight years to get right. some of that right. under your belt. And uh, that's what I just set out to do. Oh, and by the way, I also said, by the time you're 30, you don't need to be on TV or syndicated radio or even a a, a comedian that people may have heard of or, or anything. It You simply need to be doing something creative. Uh-huh. And maybe that means writing funny greeting cards, or maybe that means being in a writer's room. So with you other were wide comedians. open. You were literally wide open. You had about a page and a half uh, manifesto for yourself. Right. When, by the time I hit 30, if I can avoid this pitfall and that pitfall and that pitfall, and I'm doing something creative that's satisfying on a different level than the safety net of construction, I'm gold. Yeah. If, it, it was the edict was. The only way I've ever made money is to physically move things from one place to the next. Like, hey, unload that van and we'll give you $11. You know what I mean? It was literally, it started off, you know, mowing lawns and washing cars. It it ended, it got, it evolved into flipping burgers at McDonald's. That gave way to delivering booze at a liquor store. And then that gave way to digging ditches on, you know, cleaning right. carpets or, and then digging ditches. It was on all concrete, pun intended. Literally. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you get paid to show up and you get paid to move shit. Right. Now, <laughs> some, at a certain point, it was like, move the drywall from the drywall pile and hang it on the wall, which was slightly better than just right. moving the drywall. <laughs> but it was all loosely based on moving stuff from one place to the next place. And so for me, I was like, what if I could just show up and, you know, just like really simple things like show up and not sweat through my clothes 
and have to like shower with the hose in the front yard. Like, like literally, like what? I yeah. mean, even the worst set I've ever had, I've never sweat through my clothes and when, had to shower in the front yard. When you're very blue collar and it's very construction-y, you could never wear the same T-shirt two days in a row. Right. It had so a the big goal sweat was... ring around it, and it was filthy, and it had stucco dust, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So for me, the, the sort of short-term goal was I would like to go somewhere where I could put on some decent sneakers and not worry about ruining ruining yeah, my shoes. Right. And, and, and <laughs> I could sit, and there might be some air conditioning, and I right. could talk to her. And then also, like, I could just sit down and I wouldn't get yelled at or <laughs> sure I could get up and say, uh, you know, I'm going to go uh, make a phone call. And I wouldn't get yelled at, you know, like constructors is on your feet, moving some guy yelling. Well, at maybe you. that's the key to uh, you. You built yourself a solid foundation first. Yeah. A- I was- and, you know, you put rebar in and, and you made it work. You know, you made this thing work, and then from that solid foundation, suddenly, if you get a shot to to go high, to shoot high quickly, more quickly than um, you may have expected of yourself, at least initially, you got a solid foundation on which to build. Yeah, that that was my thing. You don't know anything, learn something, be diverse, say you've done a little bit of this and a little bit of that, understand you know, improvisation at some sort of root level yeah. where it's not just about being funny, but you kind of understand the nuts and the bolts of it. Yeah. And then if something presents itself, then you're, you're ready for the rocket ride now. Right. And at some point when I met Jimmy Kimmel, I was like, now I'm ready. And And as soon as I met him, ostensibly, it was just a rocket Right. right right after that. And was that KQ? Carol Q? I mean, uh, KR. Uh, yeah. K- uh, yeah, that's what that was. And it was just immediately just took off. And um, yeah, I was doing syndicated radio like a year later. And it just, it never slowed down after that. That's impressive. Uh, Chet, do we, have a, do we have a sponsor for the comedy portion of the uh, interview? Oh, yeah, we had to, uh, let's see. Uh, it's uh, uh, sponsored by Nugentix. Adam, that's the Wiener Pills directly from Ted Nugent. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's dive into some sports. Let's talk Super Bowl. We've had unbelievable playoff games. Um, the Super Bowl's here. Rams, Bengals. Are you going or is it like everything else in L.A. where at some point as you begin to add up what you actually have to do to go to the game, it's just too big a pain in the ass? <laughs> Yeah, you start hearing about five hundred dollars for parking and, and that kind of stuff, and it, and yeah, at a certain point, TV just got too good. You know, I mean, I feel the same way about sex. <laughs> just, it just, it got, just too got too good. good. Yeah, right. The computer got too good. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> so um, you got a stake. How do you watch? How do you watch a game like this? Do you have guys over? Do you do you prefer to see, watch it alone? Do you, no, uh, and I, how close attention do you pay to it? Uh, I I usually almost always watch with guys. Um, I pay as close attention to it as I can. I do what I do with 
comedy premises, which is try to figure out stuff that's a little bit different and try to, you know, poke holes in it and so on and so forth. So you're constantly searching for either a way to make the game better or the rules better? Is that well, like, I, something I irritating? Like, say, the taunting rule pops up. Well, I was, I was, you know, I, when we're watching Buffalo play the Chiefs the yeah. other week with 13 seconds left, <laughs> I was yelling to the crowd that i was watching with squib that ball squib that ball down the middle you know run run a few seconds off they didn't squib it they kicked it they gave him 13 seconds which still no time but two completions later they're setting up the field goal but then when i came back last week i was like i've kind of rethunk my whole squib thing Uh uh-huh and i had time to think about it i had time to think about it and i said you know kickers the squib thing is kind of a roll of the dice. Never quite sure exactly how that's going to end yeah. up. And I said, the the kickers, they can kick it out of the back of the end zone all day long. But the squib's a little bit of a question mark. And I said, if you squib it and it goes out of bounds, then you don't take any time off the clock and you get the ball at the 40. Right. And I've seen, right. a, I've seen a lot of squibs just kick out of bounds. And I thought... Yeah, I wouldn't have squibbed and for that reason. And they're roasting that coach if that's what happens. If you give Patrick Mahomes the ball somehow at the forty-two yard line, <laughs> oh, if you elect to squib it and it just takes three hops and shoots out of bounds, now he's setting up at the forty, and you've not run any time off the no. clock. Yeah, you're getting roasted. That coach is fired before uh, he hits the locker room. Overtime, interesting. I would think you might have some solutions to. <laughs> The uh, well, coin the, flip argument. It, it's really just an extension of the first change that they made, which is we all hated the fact that someone could just win the coin toss and kick a 53-yard field goal and walk off the field. Yeah. So then the competition committee said, well, then let's have them score a touchdown. But it's still a version of the same thing. You win the toy, the coin toss, yeah. and they never touched the ball. It was very unsatisfying when Brady did that um, against uh, the Falcons, yeah. where they just won the coin toss, the offense never, the yeah. Falcon offense. So there has to be a version. To me, is flip the coin. If you win, if you go down and score a touchdown, the other team gets one possession to score a touchdown. That makes sense. Yeah. Give it a shot to make it one. We don't want the other team not touching the ball based on a coin. Yeah. It seems as if both teams should get a shot. (laughs) Yes. Or, or just cut cards and get the hell out of there. Yeah. Jack high. You won the Super Bowl. My, my biggest thing now in the rules committee is, or the competition committee is the definition of a catch. That is driving me insane. Yeah. And I don't get the football move. I don't get any of it. If the guy caught the ball, that's the football move. He need- that's true. It's it's uh, you want they're, out. They're, be- they're beginning to uh, to uh, undercut the notion that actually catching the ball is a football move. I would argue <laughs> the first and the ultimate. You caught a ball. <laughs> That's, That's coming at you fairly hard they, at an incredible they angle. They go like, well, he went, he did an 18-yard drag, and he snatched a ball out of the air, and he was tucking it in, but he didn't make a football move. And I was like, <laughs> yes, he did. He did an 18-yard drag and just caught the ball. Yeah. That's, that's a football move right there. 
I would argue more of a football move than taking a step and a half. Yeah, yeah, right. Turning and, you know, getting an extra half yard before your knee gets blown out by right. some 300-pound linebacker. Sponsored, guys, by Zigzag Zit Cream. Your zits will never see it coming. Serpentine with Zigzag Zit Cream. Uh, who are you picking? Who do you like? I'm going, um, I'll tell you. I'll give you a second to think about it. I'm going Rams just because uh, I think Matthew Stafford is thinking I will never. I have been... In I've been uh, trapped in a coal mine for 13 years. <laughs> I've been let out. I cannot believe it's daylight out. I am not letting this get away from me. I don't care who, uh, what stud young quarterback is up against me. I am winning this. You know, you would think the Rams would win. I mean, they're at home. That's, you know, usually good for <laughs> yeah. a point and a half, two points, you know. Um, but... How crazy Cinderella have oh. Joe Burrows been and yeah. the Bengals? I mean, just unfazed, crazed. I mean, at, in KC, down twenty-one ten, going into the half, should have been twenty-four to ten. Maybe KC yeah. got a little arrogant there, should just kick that one on the two-yard yeah. line. But it, how can you bet against the Cinderella team that just keeps finding ways to win? So. For me, as a Rams fan, it's 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 a push. If the Rams win, great. Uh, if they don't, let it be a snake bitten franchise that has no Super Bowl wins ever, ever. <laughs> so this is the game. All uh, they're all in on this game. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I felt that way this first year the Patriots won against the Rams. I was like, Patriots have been blown out of a couple of Super yeah. Bowls. I feel bad for them. Brady is. You know, Bledsoe will be back next year. Brady's just just a seat filler. And, uh, yeah, let him win. That's hilarious. That's really true. There were people just sitting there going, well, I'm sure Bledsoe's knee is going to get rehabbed. And this is, it was like his lungs. He'll be or back in Yeah, something. whatever. Yeah, they just, they just made a milkshake out of his insides. Uh, all right. So you're saying toss-up and Rams lose. They vanish to hell I think, I think the Rams should win the game. But – who can say they know anything with any certainty yeah. anymore after the last six games? No, it's all uh, at this point. Uh, you're betting at the QAnon casino. It's right. nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. Are you going to watch the Olympics before we wrap up here? I had the thought earlier today that I have no interest in the Olympics, <laughs> and I have no idea why. I just, I just don't. <laughs> Maybe it's China. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's you know empty arenas. I don't. I don't like sports in empty arenas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, then uh, you're probably not going to like 95 percent of college basketball because it's a lot of it's played yeah. in front of the. I was, the, the, the standard announced attendance is thirty thousand. Whenever they had the they had the hockey in Canada, you know. Eight ten months ago, and they were just playing. They're yeah. playing uh, for the Stanley Cup in an empty venue, and it's like I don't know. It just that was weird. I, there's a part of it that I'm, I'm. You know what it basically is? It shouldn't matter, but neither should the condom in porn. But yet it does. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what true. the empty arena is for me. I believe that's the golden rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I liked about the empty arenas was um, was uh, the NBA. Because then you could really hear guys just trash talk each other. Yeah. It was clear as a bell. 
and uh, that that was a crap load of fun. All right, Chet, do we have a sponsor for the uh, for the uh, for the NFL predictions there? Sure, we have. We got two sponsors for that one. Uh, Handelabra, the world's fanciest doorknob. Uh, you've probably seen that on some of your construction sites, Adam. And of course, forty-five hour energy drink. Live big, crash hard. Uh, Adam Carolla, thank you so much for coming on. Catch uh, the Adam Carolla podcast, the Adam Carolla show. Uh, go see him live. You got dates coming up. You're always working. This is yeah. Amazing, you can just go to adamcarolla.com for live dates, and that'll fill all of that in. You got a new book. Are you working on it? Is it coming out? It's Is just it? finished, and it'll be out in a few months, maybe in June, but you can pre-order it on Amazon if you like. Perfect. Let's do that. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Chet. Chet, take us home. Oh, brother, follow Jeff on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming everywhere. The Play With Pain mugs available at jeffcesario.com. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in Cheddar Falls, Wisconsin for more qualifying rounds of the 13th Annual International Speed Fishing Invitational. The combination of speed skating and ice fishing that's sweeping the nation, just not our nation. Sponsored by J.C. Penny, dressing homicide detectives for over 60 years. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.